What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo with Trust in Jesus Ministries. Man, glad you were listening as we are continuing our study through Genesis. We're on Genesis chapter 2, 21 through 24. And uh, it's family time, guys, because God is creating and instituting the family relationship. So if you haven't checked it out yet, read 2, 21 through 24. Come back, check it out. And uh, we will do the four questions. If you've already read it, it's time to get in. What is the author of he- or Hebrews? What is the author of uh, Genesis saying? What is he conveying to his audience? What we got here, it says that the, uh, that the Lord God um, caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. Uh, I guess I need to give a little background just in case you didn't hear the, the uh, last episode. But if you didn't, I hope that you go back and listen to it because it's a good episode. Anyway, we saw that creation, uh, that God had created these animals to pop up before Adam. And it says a person that was suitable for him, a helper suitable for him to take care of all this creation was not found. And so God rectifies the situation, man. He makes it straight. And so it says that, uh, yeah, that God caused a, a deep sleep to fall on the man. He says he slept and he took a rib from his side. And he closed it up. And then it says the Lord God built or crafted or uh, created uh, from that rib that he took from the man, a wife. And he said he brought the wife to Adam. And the man said, wow, finally, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He says, she shall be called woman for from man. She was taken. And he says, and and then for this reason, it says that a a man shall forsake his father and his mother and he will cleave to his wife. And the two will become one flesh. It says, and the two were naked, the man and his wife, and they were unashamed. What do we what do we got here? What's the, uh, the author trying to convey? Well. Well, we've got a, a few things. First off, I think it's the unity or the um, the unity. Yes, that's probably the best word or term for it of the man and the woman, that they are of the same uh, substance, that they are both humans. And the way that she was created was pulled right out of him from his his side, that, that she is is uniquely formed for him, that they are both equal in dignity and image bearers of God. This is just a, a simple, um, a simple uh, um, restating of what was said earlier when it says that they were made as the image of God, male and female. And then another thing is the, what are the first words we get? The first dialogue we see from uh, mankind, from human beings in the scripture, is this overwhelming excitement and joy that he saw his wife. That's, that's the overwhelming ecstatic exclamation of how wonderful God is for making him such a creature. She is marvelous. That's what he said. He's like, oh, man, this is crazy. Whoa, man. That's what he said in the English version. But uh, 
that is just the the um the, the need we talked about last episode that Adam didn't even know he wanted somebody. But when God brought her to him, man, he was overjoyed. He was overjoyed. And then we also see just some some of these words. We've got bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And if you read scripture, it can mean uh, a couple of things. But I think one of the most important things it means is this covenant relationship. And I think it's mirrored as well whenever it says that a man should leave his father and mother or forsake his father and mother and cleave or cling to his wife. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because uh, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, that's a term that is used for kindred. But not only for kindred, but also if, if they were not kindred, then it would mean a covenant relationship that I am binding myself to you as you were blood. And so when Adam says these things about him, he is committing himself to this woman that um, God has brought to him. And this is the first idea or the institute of marriage, which starts the family. Was that he's saying, not only are you like me, not only are you from the same thing as me, the same material, not only are you a human being as I am, unlike these other creatures that God brought before me, but I am committing myself to you. I am making this covenant with you. And then we see as well when he says a man should forsake his father or mother and cling or cleave to his wife, that um, understanding the culture at the time, we see that the, the man really didn't leave his father or mother. He actually stayed with his father and mother in this patriarchal society. And it was the woman who would leave her family and stay with the husband. Even so much so that after the husband died, that the the wife would still stay with the family of the uh, of the husband. And so, if that's the case, then what does this mean when he says this? And the key terms is the use of the word forsake and the use of the word cling. That's covenantal language, man, because it talks about how the Israelites forsake the covenant, oftentimes with God that they would forsake the covenant. And then the word cling is often used sometimes to say that, that the people of Israel need to cling to the covenant in which they have committed themselves to whenever they were uh, in the mountain or at the base of the mountain and Moses brought down the tablets. It says that they should cling to this covenant, to this promise to this this uh, um, this contract, it's more than a contract that they've made, and so it also is mirrored by the idea of the word again we talked about in past episodes, where it says he's Yahweh Elohim, which is Lord God. He is the Creator God as well as the Covenant God, and so when Adam makes this statement with this for his wife, it is. Uh, a commitment that he's calling himself to, to this woman. And finally, I think the last thing that, that stands to say this is that it says the man and his wife. It, that's clearly found now in the fact that um, it stands that he, the scripture, the, the author calls Adam's uh, um wonderful woman that God made for him, his wife.
And then one more thing that we can touch on is the author's talking about the idea of shame or guilt. Uh, it says that the two were naked and were unashamed. Now, that's so important because this is the only time in Scripture that the nakedness is paired with being unashamed. Every other time nakedness appears, it has to do with some kind of guilt, some kind of shame, uh, some kind of oppression, uh, some kind of downcastedness. And so for this to be so is uh, um, uh, is it's, it's something that Adam and Eve, when created and finally paired together, were in bliss. And this is the thing that God had created um, um, Eve for and and them together to be in a, a state of bliss and wonder as they work and, and keep the garden that God had created for them. But we know something went wrong. And we'll talk about that in the next episode. But uh, what is... Um, the the characteristics of God that we see from here. What's the author saying about God? Well, I think that he is a loving God. He is a loving God, but not only is he a loving God, but he's also a God who desires to see us love. Just as he is in this community with himself as the Father, the Son, and the Spirit in a loving community, he desires for mankind to be in a loving community. And so he created or built. Built is such a wonderful word because uh, it's the idea of creation, of making something amazing, um, fashioning something as a masterpiece. And so that is what he has done with with uh, uh, the wife, the woman. God has made her a masterpiece for the man. And then, yeah, in that way, he's also a wonderful creator. So he's an artist. Um, he formed the animals. Uh, the, like I said earlier, the word for that is like a potter forming from a, a clay pot, a beautiful masterpiece, an artist and a workman. And uh, he does those things out of his the, the splendor of his creator, his creativeness. What's it say about man? Well, uh, first off, it says that men and women are equal value. Uh, he pulled um, Eve from her his side. Uh, some say it's his side, uh, rib. So the word um, there is 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 could be either rib or side. That's why I said side. But uh, yeah, he pulled her from his side, and so that means like it's not as as, as if she's ahead of him, below him, or for he wouldn't didn't make him out of the head because he's she's uh, over him or make him out of his feet so that he can look down on her, but out of her side because she isn't equal. And then also I think that it's the marriage covenant is a relationship that shouldn't be taken lightly. It's like this is something that God has established. And we can go and talk about New Testament things as well when Jesus talks about, don't you know from the beginning, that it is a man and a woman that God has put together. The two shall become one flesh. What God has placed together, he says, don't let any man divide. And so this is an important relationship. Also, the family is an important relationship. This is the institution of that family. When when uh, um, God says these things, they are one flesh. This is important. And this is the context by which we should be living our lives that uh, that this is, 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 even though this is the, the, um, the, the covenant that, that Adam has made with his wife, which the Israelites look at, 
This is before the institution of that. This is all humanity and what all humanity is called to is to live a life in this way. So how should we apply these truths to our lives? Well, first off, see the wonder and the beauty of your spouse. God has created this spouse for you. Literally, you were made for each other. Literally, God has created that one for you, either to be helped or to be a helper. The, the one is not, cannot be without the other. One is to help and to aid and to do what is necessary, while the other one needs the help to be aided. The word helper uh, is also a term that can mean shield, protector. The one who helps is also to protect and to keep, man. You know, uh, you know that uh, uh, you, you, you're a man, you don't ever go to the doctor. And the only reason you go is because your wife tell you to. And that's why you found that thing that could have caused you some harm, but it didn't. That's what it's about, man. That's what it's about, lifting each other up, being able to complete each other. That's what that's what God they said. He said there was nothing that was before him. In the last episode, we talked about that word and how it means one who is before him or one who is in front or uh, one who is suitable is why they use that word for that, that translation for that word is because it is someone to complete and to make whole. May I appreciate you guys for listening and uh, we're finished with chapter two. And if you don't know, well, we about to hit where everything turns in chapter three and we go downhill in the family of human history. So uh, I'll see you guys in the next episode.